Hey, Ernie here. Welcome to the Part-Time Tech Podcast. This is part two of our interview with Sahil Lavingia, the founder of Gumroad. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure to check out the show notes or video description. In part two, we talk a lot more about how equity works at Gumroad and how they're building a new product called Flexile. It's a tool to make it easier to hire and share equity with part-time employees, and it's what they use internally at Gumroad. And we end with a bit more about Sahil's personal story and background and how it led to all the crazy things that he's done. Check it out. Yeah. So, you know, you mentioned compensation. So I want to go back to that equity piece. Talk about how, uh, obviously, people get an hourly rate. Talk about how equity is aware at the company and how you've built kind of that out uh, within yeah. Gumroad. Yeah, I, I think my my biggest issue, like transitioning away from the venture back journey and into this sort of quote unquote bootstrapped uh, way is, is I just felt like the founders just owned 100% of the companies, right? And so... I just felt like the one, the one of the best thing about venture is the fact that you have this distribution of wealth that that mm-hmm. happens. And I felt like in these bootstrap outcomes, which were great in all these other kinds of ways, like two founders would make a bunch of money, and then like all these other people would basically make nothing. And again, nothing wrong with that because that was the agreement. They were getting paid in cash really well, et cetera, et cetera. They probably got some bonus as part of the acquisition. But I, I really wanted to figure out like, could I take that equity thing that I really loved and and apply it. Um, to mm-hmm. this this other side and the way that we, the sort of how we currently do it is we basically look at how much people have billed and we just give them a bonus in proportion to that number right so if they build 100 grand in 2020 we would give them you know 10 percent bonus uh in equity you know basically anchored to the last the last public valuation so in our case 100 million dollars and that actually is going to go up so i think in 2023 it's going to be plus 50 percent so mm-hmm. if you make a hundred grand, you'll get fifty grand in equity, and there are some limits. Like you have to build at least ten grand a year. You know, it's pretty low. Like most people should qualify for that, et cetera. Right. But yeah, basically, the, the the idea is everyone should basically be able to do the math really easily, which is you get paid, let's say, hundred bucks an hour, and then fifty bucks on top of that in equity. Uh, and, and the reason I like the kind of plus instead of saying you get paid a hundred bucks an hour, of which half is equity or something like that, is that it's still a bonus, right? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's still kind of a lottery ticket. It's still you know, you're getting cash, you can use that cash to like pay rent, right? And right. this is like a different kind of thing. So um, is that an is that an option or what's the actual so Yeah, the way the, the instrument is it's just a, it's just stock options. So it's just NSOs, I think, um, mm-hmm. basically that you, you know, vest, basically vest immediately. Um, mm-hmm. So they're, they vest immediately and you have uh, 10 years to exercise them. Uh, and yeah, so, so what would the instrument. So what would be the, you know, it sounds like you want to run Gumroad forever, but what would be like the most likely kind of exit path for the, for that, for that to become liquid for your employees? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> and and a question people sometimes don't ask, you know, they get the equity and they're like, cool. And they're like, I'm like, well, that's something. <laughs> you want to ask something else? <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is kind of actually why I'm forcing it upon people is a lot of people, honestly, they're like, no, I'd rather just cash. And it's like, no, I want people to get equity, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a trade-off. Like it is kind of annoying to learn about these sorts of things, but I yeah. think it's really important. And yeah, basically the, I mean, the most likely path is I would love to figure out how to do dis- dividends uh, and distributions and, and, mm-hmm. and sort, sort of take the cap table and say, look, we have 7,700 investors, including our seed investors, Series A investors, the crowdfunding investors, a bunch of these contractors, former employees that all have stock in the company, et cetera. I want to issue, let's say, a million dollars, you know, to these people. How? You know, like, how, yeah. like, like, it seems like a very simple thing. 
you know, are pretty good at moving money around. Uh, but no startups do this, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the con- actually but my main conversation to have in 2023 with our law firm and 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 the goal is to productize this. So if we can figure this out, I would love to kind of go to other companies and say, hey, this mm-hmm. is how we did it. This is we did this crowdfunding round. This is how we structured it. This is you know probably some con- conversion event we're going to have to do and figure that out. And then this is how we you know set up our broker dealer relationship or, or or what have you to 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 do these sorts of distributions. But it's super uncommon. I mean, basically no company right. has done it. It's still very early, but I think the the macro environment may lead to this becoming much more of a of a sort of a, an option right. or a thing that companies start to do. And I, I think the the way that I would love people to think about this over the next 10 years is to say, hey, instead of getting paid 100 bucks an hour, I'm getting paid 50 bucks an hour plus five bucks a year indefinitely, mm. right? So if, if, I can, if I can get Gumber to a place where there's a sort of consistent cash flow that people can see, it's on chain or whatever, right? Uh, and and people can sort of in their dashboard say, oh, I have this these many shares in Gumroad, and that entitles me to this, and I can mm-hmm. you know here's my balance, and I can withdraw it to my bank account or what have you. Like these are all very like I know we can build all the tech to do this. Right. I think the regulatory nature of it is going to be the complicated piece, but that's what I would love to do is to be able to get to a place where and the the dream is that if we can convince more and more companies to adopt this sort of way and get everyone into a single platform in a way. You could say, hey, I'm going to do 18 months at Gumroad, then I'm going to go do 18 months at Basecamp, then I'm going to do 18 months at Flexile, then I'm going to do 18 months over here, 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 and here, right. maybe at the same time, right? Maybe you you do you know 20 hours a week at Gumroad and 20 hours a week somewhere else, who knows? And then you can go into your dashboard and you can see like, you know, this year I made $45,000 contracting and $18,000 from dividends from these eight companies that I've done work mm-hmm. for in the past. And, and this, is, this is my taxes, right? Like... When I see my taxes, it's like Gumroad, you know, CEO salary. Then there's like selling a course on Gumroad, and there's like investing in startups and getting dividends and K ones and you know stuff right. like that, um, or some exit, exit, you know. And and but it's a portfolio, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when I talk to all of my friends, like that are kind of considered quote unquote successful, like very few of them are successful because of just some salary, right? right. Um, they made some bet, um, and that's really paying off for them, and they don't even like. They don't even spend any time, you know, really thinking about it. And, and so figuring out how can I build an ecosystem where like there's hundreds, thousands of people who are all, yeah. you know, benefiting in this way. And the numbers won't be massive, right? Like it won't be like, oh, I'm getting a hundred grand a year from Gumroad, right? Um, but I think it could be super powerful to be like, wait, this means that like 40 years from now, I'll be earning. Like this is indefinite, right? And right. when you start to do the math and like, because I just think it's super key for people to th- be able to think that long term. Absolutely, you know, and it, and it and it kind of you know just going back to the theme of bucking, kind of the big boom and bust of like kind of VC funded like this thing like hey if you actually get profits like this can sustain you for a long time rather than like I'm just playing lottery ticket after lottery ticket which not everyone wants to do. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, and, exactly. And Gumroad, like, I, you know, I think if we get to, let's say, $5 million in profit, we're able to, to dividend that out. That's effectively, you know, our last valuation is $100 million, So that's mm-hmm. effectively like a 5% cash flow, right? you know, cash on cash return on your investment. And that's in a recession, right? Yeah. Like, and so I think I think it could be a very appeal. And then, you know, you know, at some point, maybe there's a, you know, a secondary market for the for this as well, right? So right. There, there's always that option, which is like the tradition traditional option. Um, or an IPO or, or what have you. Um, right. But I do think that the, like, what I would love to do is can we figure out how to do all of this stuff without IPOing, mm-hmm. without selling the business? 
Because right. if we can, obviously, Gumroad, you know, has money comes in through Gumroad. We pay people via Flexile. Everyone's a contractor, so it's like very low sort of activation energy. Uh, sorry to be clear, Flexile is is what this this platform that you guys are. Yeah, building. so like Flexile, yes, is the name of this platform that that we're we're building uh, for flexible work, and and then you know you get dividends in theory. Like, I never have to sell the business. I never have right. to IPO. I can just say, well, like we this is you know this is it. Like, there's no plan. The plan is yeah. this. Like. We make $5 million a year in profit and everyone has their allocation and this is the last dividend and we're shipping this stuff and we think we can get to 6 million in profit next year. And yeah. like, you know, that's, and maybe it'll go down, you know, maybe like a hundred years from now, it'll be zero again, right? It'll have some path and who knows, um, but it'll live out whatever it's life. And there'll be like kind of the area under the curve, like the integral of profit and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that'll be and, the business. And it got distributed over time. So Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's other things that we could talk about, like the things that I think could make this model even more interesting. But, but yeah, I think thinking like having people think about that, like I worked at Gumroad in 2011, 2013, mm-hmm. 2018, 2024, and now it's 2026, 2020, you know, 2030. And I, you know, I have this thing that, that pays me just like, you know, JK Rowling gets a check, you know, every, right. every quarter or whatever, like people should feel that for Gumroad, right? All, like hundreds of people should get a check every quarter, yeah. um, for, for so, having that work for us. So what what other components are there to Flexile? So it sounds like you guys are using this already for Gumroad. Mm-hmm. So what does it take for you guys to release this on the market? Because before you end, like selfishly, I, I want this, right? I, I, was actually, <laughs> yeah. I was actually talking to a friend who works at Carta and I'm like, I guess I basically like reinvented profit sharing in my head. But what I want is <laughs> yes. like, hey, I, I, I got this little like passion project I'm doing right now. I'm trying to build part-time tech, but like I don't have any cash flow right now. I'm just trying to grow an audience, but I'm sure there are a lot of my friends who I could offer like future equity or like an upside in the future, or I could pay mm-hmm. them a small amount of cash and give them that upside. And I think there are a lot more companies that could be built this way. So I've, I've wanted this vehicle for myself. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear like how are you guys using it and what do you guys need to actually release it as a product? Yeah. So what, what we use it for is basically onboarding. So all the contracts, paperwork, signing, all that stuff happens within the product. And then onboarding payments, you know, collecting all that information and then dealing with taxes, compliance, payments, all, you know, uh, in all the, all the different countries and currencies. The only real thing that um, is left is we just need approval from WISE to, to like for volume, basically. Like the, mm-hmm. the volume requirements are like basically, you know, Gumra does probably $300,000 a month in GMB, just our contractors. And so scaling up. So I think what we'll do is actually just basically white label it and or not white label it, but allow people to basically give us their API keys and we'll mm-hmm. just on the back end create accounts for them and it'll just use their wise API keys in the mm-hmm. beginning. Show uh, show wise that we're legit and then hopefully they'll allow us to kind of scale up. Um, and, and for people yeah. who don't know what what's wise. So wise is basically the it's the rails that most of these companies deal and remote.com and a lot of these folks use to do international wire transfers, basically. And the yeah, the issue, the issue is just same thing with Gumroad, just spinning up a new platform that handles transactions. Everyone is just scared. Yeah, <laughs> Everyone is scared of risk and fraud and money laundering and, and terrorism and all, all these things that like it, it, there's all these boxes you have to kind of check, you know, yeah. Um and that's kind of partly why I'm doing it almost like as a Gumroad project is I think it'll make that a little easier to say, hey, look, we've right. been around for 11 years. This is the volume we already have on the platform. Mm-hmm. This is just like a, you know, kind of a new thing that we're doing. And then once we have that, we'll spin it out as a separate company So um, is the plan. 
Who do you think is your ideal customer for Flexile? Because you know, it sounds like it's it's not just software. It's it's sort of tied to this vision of what a company could look like. Obviously, you know, it's 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 your vision. It's what you want to do for Gumroad, and you want there to be more companies like it. So, who are going to be your your first customers, or do you have people testing it already? Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people I would I, I have in mind. Like, I really like, for example, the Every Company, Every .to. Um, like, I think there's so many companies that are like you don't need employees you know like you can create a valuable product because you have writers you have engineers you have you know people doing customer support but you don't have staff in the sense that you don't have like a thing that you have to like show up and turn the lights on you know and so i really think like any remote company that is you know any any organization of people that wants to build a software product and sell it in sort of some scalable way to an audience and isn't looking to raise money, isn't looking to IPO, but is looking to, you know, still onboard people, still deal with 1099s, like still be compliant. Um, But I actually, I think it could actually be pretty broad um, in terms of like the kinds of folks that would use it. But I think it'll start out being like basically remote only, basically sub stacks and, you know, sort of like content companies and, and small kind of like startups. And I also think like crypto potentially. Um, I'm also really interested. This is like a, a pet idea of mine. Is I think there will there will be the, a new kind of company that will basically be model producing companies in, in AI, mm-hmm. where you'll be you'll be you'll have a company that basically just gets data, mm-hmm. you know, collects the data, cleans the data, trains the model on the data, and then like sells an API to use the model or, mm-hmm. or licenses the model. Right? If you need a model that does some very specific thing, and I have a feeling that these companies like. You might provide a model that is like incredibly valuable. It's almost like a your ACV is like a hundred grand a year just to like use this model, right? But you, but like you have like you know one data scientist, one engineer, you know you know two two or three people in a lab somewhere, you know, or or a bunch of people you pay you know contract to, to label data, but you don't have any full time employees. Um, mm-hmm. So so I think companies like that will be will be really good fits fits for Flexile. Definitely. I just I, I have a lot of friends who are especially going into a recession. They're like, I don't know if I want to commit to like a company. Like just yeah. the idea of a company is such a big deal. And so I think anyone who's like wants to build stuff with mm-hmm. other people, yep. but doesn't want like the bundle of like starting a startup, raising venture capital, like all being of that. a manager. <laughs> being a manager, hiring people. Yep. And all, by the way, firing people sucks, right? So like yeah. layoffs suck. And so like what if you didn't have to? What if everyone's a contractor and you're, mm-hmm. yes, it is, you know, it is a trade-off, but, you know, part of what I'm excited to do with Flexile is to show people, like, this is how we have managed those trade-offs yeah. as a company. And I can show you our Notion docs and you can copy-paste them, you know, and you can sort of, we can do these webinars and say, hey, we're all going to hang out as, you know, people who run these kinds of companies every month and talk about how we do this because it is like, we're all trying to figure it out, right? Certainly. Like, it, it is not a certainty. And I think that's, really critical like when i when i communicate to the team it's like we're, we're still in like i would say pre-product market fit mm-hmm. um, or we should act like it even though we feel like we have product market fit right you know a- n equals one <laughs> exactly yeah. n equals one so uh yeah we need to do a little bit it's, it's yeah. not that hard to sell me on my own idea you sure. know well right. i i really like this because I, I love flexile and you know when we spoke about it before it really got me going because you know, there's a lot of businesses out there in the part-time-ish space. Um, you know, agencies, placement, kind of two-sided market. There's the Upworks, the Fivers, kind of more gigs. And all great companies, like, you know, certainly fill us niche. But they're not, like, innovating in the sense of, like, doing something totally different, which is why I think 
Flexile was so interesting when you first kind of told me yeah. about it. And, and I, I think par- partly it's because, you know, like it's hard to innovate when you're, when a lot of the jobs they're doing are just, you know, five bucks for, you know, a stock photo or, or a graphic yeah. designer. Or, and these are all great, useful things. But I, one thing I'm really interested and, and this is a risk. I think this will be an interesting thing to see is we're building almost like a gig economy company, but for people who, who make a hundred bucks an hour, right? Like it's a, yeah. kind of a different sort of type of person. But mm-hmm. I think what it allows us to do, if we can pull it off, is take all of those amazing, talented people and say, mm-hmm. well, what platform would you work for? Like, right. like one, I know equity wants, to, you know, is going to be core. Like, guess what? <laughs> you know, none of these other platforms like Upwork have equity built into it, you know, right. um, and probably never will. Um, but like, what, what else is exciting to you? For example, project-based billing, bounties, mm-hmm. yep. uh, you know, like, you know, split tasks. Like you can split the work between two people. What if like, you know, to your point in Germany, like what if, I think you're one person, but you actually have a team of seven people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're I, like a 10x engineer, but actually you're a firm, and yeah. so you almost have like a nest of like, a, like Gumroad employs this company, but this company actually uses Flexile. With, right. You know, there's like a tree, and so there's all of this fun stuff that I think we could layer on if we mm-hmm. can get everyone in the same place and in, right. using the same sort of like database, right? Um, like there's things about like if you can have multiple companies. You know, let's say your your Gumroad contract is going to end in three months. Mm-hmm. You could even like say like you know check a box and you'll show up on the marketplace as like currently working an engineer at Gumroad. You know, contract ends in three months, right? Mm-hmm. And people can bid like say, hey, you should work at my company. You know, like next yeah. work for me. You know, and like I, I think there's all of this interesting like buyer seller you know sort of marketplace dynamics that exist yeah. in engineering and software design and startups, but like. No one hasn't really, it's not visual, right? You can't see it, right? It just happens on LinkedIn and email and, and, but it's never been put in one place and nor will it it all be put in one place. But if we can say, Hey, for like this kind of specific kind of work of, you know, you want to work remote, you want to work 20 to 35 hours a week. You want to do a contract. um, You want to earn equity, you know, come here. Um, And, and the assumption that everyone here, like basically the, the, the core assumption we're breaking is that the company isn't doesn't have a monopoly on the employee right and so when you they're more they're more free agents they're more free agents and so they can they can go work somewhere else they can go work two jobs at the same time like it's just a completely different kind of relationship and i haven't said this online because i I don't think it'll be received well and i think there's going to be a lot of cultural change (laughs) we we can edit it out if we need to (laughs) really what i want to communicate is like i I just want everyone to be equals Mm -hmm. like right now there's employers and employees and like what I, and I don't think Gumroad is there yet, but I would love to feel like I am an equal to my engineers in the sense that like, like Gumroad is freelancing for them and they're freelancing for Gumroad in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like this is a completely at will. It makes sense for both sides right. agreement. And Gumroad definitely has more power than the, you know, so it's not equal in that way. Yeah. Um, but I like that idea that like, mm-hmm. I, for example, I as the CEO of Gumroad can like freelance for Gumroad, or I can go freelance for somebody like there's nothing wrong with me doing that. Right. Right. Um, Whereas currently it would be seen as like kind of weird. Right. Yeah. But it's like, no, this is just a thing that I happen to be the CEO of. And like, what if one of these folks wants to become like, why not? Why can't they run, become an admin for Gumroad? And like, so I I just think blurring the lines of like the employer and the employee, I think could be, could be pretty interesting. And and the the, the sort of selfishness for me is like, well, can I get rid of myself? Right. Like, (laughs) that's the best thing. I I still retain the equity. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, why wouldn't I want to sort of figure out how to, how to get everyone to do my job for me? 
And then if they get paid to do that, awesome right. for them too, I, right? I feel like there's some interesting kind of like almost game theory dynamics here because, you know, I, I was kind of doing this thought experiment myself. It's like, hey, so the way we work today full time, you do this song and dance of an interview. It's really time expensive for the person interviewing. It's really you have as a company you have to pay a recruiter or you have in-house recruiting which is extremely expensive it takes a long time and when a hire doesn't work out it feels like you broke up you know with your girlfriend yeah. or boyfriend right where and you know companies have to to join flexile it sounds like they have to be okay with people leaving and coming and going but the trade-off is that you accept that you're part of this greater pool of talent and that work is much more liquid and in the end that's a much better unit of people working than like a full-time block, which is a lot harder to kind of break apart. Exactly. It would be like, almost like, uh, like going to college, right? Where you're in one class with some people and then it ends and then you go to another class and they're like, Oh, three of us are here too. You know, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all chose to go here next. And like, now we're all earning equity here and we're going to do this thing. And maybe we should all join the next thing together too. And maybe there's even like a way to have teams on Flexile that can kind of, right get bundled together and and yeah I, I think it's 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 really fascinating and i think i think there's there's so many like i feel like better like people know the kinds of decisions they should be making the kind of mm -hmm. the better more rational business decisions but because there's so much emotion they don't make them right mm -hmm. for example it's like i should let that person go but i just can't you know yeah. i just they, we need them we there's no other person in the world that could do their job and then like that you find someone else the next day that's better right like mm -hmm. once you once you do it but it takes three months for, of you like finding excuses not to do it or something and so I, I for me i'm always trying to figure out like how do i get rid of the stakes mm -hmm. lower the stakes lower the emotional energy right so that we can just make the right decision right mm -hmm. um and that might mean like hey it doesn't make sense for you to work at gumroad anymore but that means that you can go make double because <laughs> <laughs> you can now go get a job at meta you know but yeah. you would have never applied for that job if you you're comfortable, you know, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's the other thing is like there there's like a level of growth that I think this model will for you need that growth because Gumroad you know, Gumroad is kind of like only going to be there for 18 months for you or something like that, right? You can't yeah. sit at Twitter for 12 years, you know, um, and yeah. and be comfortable. Like it is, and that that's another kind of trade off is like it is a little bit like everyone is a little bit more of an entrepreneur and a freelancer, right? What yeah. do freelancers do? Like you're kind of constantly looking for a new work, like you're kind of an entrepreneur in that way. Right. right. But you're making and, that whole process easier for people rather than like shouting out. Exactly. And, and like, you know, people are like, what are these people going to do? Like, like when they get laid off, I'm like, well, you'd hope that they have, they, they operate with the idea that this is a possibility. So they probably have some bank balance. They probably have some savings, Yeah, you know, like, and, and if they don't like, that's maybe that's something I need to help people get educated about. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I should, I should tell Gumroad folks that, hey, if you're making $200,000 a year in Thailand, you probably should put most of that in your bank account, you know, <laughs> yeah. so that let's say next week, let's say Gumroad for whatever reason, we're, you know, we're calling a bunch of contracts. You're like, cool, instead of freaking out. Right. Yeah. But if you're freaking out, then yeah, I probably did something wrong, you know? Right. Um, yeah. But ultimately it's choice. That's the other thing too. Is like, if that's the way you, you choose, like ultimately, you know, you're allowed that's, to do that's that. your individual choice you know yeah so and you're skilled i mean the other thing is these are all very skilled people right um so you know it's not like these, these like you know someone i was talking to a friend and she's like well they're all contractors what about healthcare and benefits and yeah that's that's the number one <laughs> objection, like, well, one, you know in the outside of the u.s not really a problem like people yeah. people kind of have it dealt with other ways in the u.s you know you 
you know, yeah, you, you have it through, like I have it through my spouse. Someone else has it through the state of Washington. Like people just figure it out. Maybe that's something we can offer or we can help educate people around. Um, ultimately, I think it's something that government should probably do, but but at least in the case of Gumroad, you know, they're fairly well compensated. Employees. Exactly. Yeah. That, ultimately, I was like, yeah, we don't. You're right. We don't have those things, but we also pay people like 200 bucks an hour. So like, and they've also made the trade off that the flexibility is more important than having more discounted healthcare through like a group plan. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 yeah, I I think ultimately people yeah people are making a trade off. They know what trade off they're making. They're getting paid super well, and they're very smart people. Right. Generally, the people in society that really need a lot of these help, uh, they're not working at Gumroad. Right. There, there are other things that have happened to them that have led them down this other path. And we should t- definitely help those sorts of people. But like and th- that's the other thing is like I think, you know, Gumroad is not for everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. And like when I say that work is a small part of my life, what it allows me to do is it allows me to solve these other problems right? just to solve the other problems. Right. Instead yeah. of saying, oh, Gumroad needs to solve everything or I'm doing enough with Gumroad, so I shouldn't worry about this other stuff, right? Like, which I, I think sometimes is a tendency. Like, I know former self would have been like, if I do Gumroad, I don't, you know, it's kind of the Steve Jobsian thing. It's like you yeah. build Apple and everyone gets a bunch rich off Apple and then they can donate to charity if they want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, well, I'd rather do both, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I, I think it's possible to kind of Certainly. run Gumroad in an interesting way, do it, you know, profitably. And then there's tons of other stuff I do that it, there's no profit. I'm never making any of the money back, but it makes me yeah. feel great and I'm going to keep doing that. But Definitely. combining them, I I've, I found just never works. You know, you mm-hmm. just kind of – it sort of doesn't work as well as you thought and now you feel terrible and then maybe you don't want to do it again. Yeah. I just say Gumroad's good at this. Let's do – let's use Gumroad for that. You know, and same thing with relationships. Like I have relationships with people and this is like what we talk about, you know. And if we if we like talked about some other thing like politics, I would hate you, you know, or whatever, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just have to – I think sometimes people people think, oh, I have to like be best friends with everyone I work with. And like we have to, you know, right. it's like, no, maybe we're just really good at working on this thing together. You know, yeah. I want to get back to some of those kind of personal things you mentioned there. But I think just to wrap up kind of like the whole piece of thing about Flexile is like, so f- some market research for you from what, what I've seen. <laughs> I have a friend who, you know, really good engineer, manager. And he's building his startup in this very like amorphous way. He just invited all of the best engineers he knew and his friends into this Slack channel. And he's just like building it and like telling them, giving them updates. And that's how he's slowly kind of building the startup. And then, oh, then he got a contractor, like his friend to be a contractor, like one day a week. And then it's just building kind of slowly until he feels like he's got a bit of a fit. And then he'll raise like a little bit of money. So I feel like that kind of a thing fits much more the flexile model. In addition to another Slack channel, I'm a part of a bunch of my friends who are like indie hackers and other things. And we're just like sharing ideas. We're spiffing off things. And it's like, Hey, you want to come help me with this thing? Like, Hey, you just, one of them just got laid off. It's like, Hey, you want to come help me for like a few hours, you know, hours a week or like for some of this revenue share, like what, until you find your next thing. And I feel like there's going to be a lot more of these situations now, given the macro economy, uh, just things switching more to profits. And then of course, post pandemic, just, the whole equation of how people want to work, I think, has changed as well as just the cultural shift of like, I need more balance in my life. So, yeah. you know, I know you're pre-product market fit, but I, I hope kind of <laughs> selfishly that the winds are correct for kind of yeah. where flex. I mean, I think going. it'd be awesome. I think that there's, a, I think there's such a great opportunity for all of these amazing, and you know, our, our industry is just also super young. Yeah. So I think it's, it's like, it's not even a cycle. It might just be the next stage of our mm 
growth as an industry, right? right? Where we're still like, we're still growing and evolving and... Or even just the way corporations exist today is not existed oh, yeah. for that long, right? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and it clearly like isn't working for lots of people, right? Definitely. And like, like I'm a huge whatever. I like, I love the private free markets, whatever. But like, I also think like, yeah, it sucks when there's all these jobs that people just feel like they clock in and clock out and don't have any creativity and they just kind of like, you know, take orders and leave and mm -hmm. like it's can, can be quite soul crushing. Um, yeah. And they don't have equity in their companies. They don't have any real creative decision-making power. Like uh -huh. they have to commute and have, like there's all of this stuff that sucks, you know, sucks about it. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I would love to see a world really uh, just choice, right? Like just options. Like I don't think that this way of working will be the way everyone works, uh -huh. but if 5% of people can work this way and, yeah. and, you know, and it shows people, Oh, you can be a software engineer and, and work this way. Um, or you can do it the, the, you know, the traditional way, just like, you know, you can be a musician and you can work for like an ad agency and just, you know, be a staff, you know, or you mm -hmm. could be a musician, musician, or you could be a producer. Like there's all these different options for creative people. Right. right. And I think with software engineering, it's still, it's almost like earlier, like earlier or younger than music in the, in the sense that like, maybe we haven't gotten to that point yet where we have like these kind of like amazing sound engineers who will live all over the world and like you know right. if you're like a musician you just kind of like ping one of them when you're in, in town and you you know they help you with your thing and like you know like maybe maybe we need you know like i've thought about this where like you know we kind of outsource all of our you know servers to aws or azure or, or azure yep. or whatever right like what if there's like a thousand engineers who are freaking amazing mm -hmm. at, at let's say certain things and every company just uses the same thousand people right like yeah we built our own user signup flow and forgot password. You know, it's like, what if there's people who are amazing at that? And obviously they're yeah. gems and open source and all these other things that make it easier too. Um, but I, I, I think there, there, there's that, that as well. It's like, if you're amazing at a certain skill, why don't you do that for 10 companies instead Absolutely. of one company and then do all these other things that are, you're not as good at, but you have the job. <laughs> yeah. like, and you, but like, I, I think about this, like friends of mine who are like amazing graphic designers. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, that's a very kind of like, it's, it's great for freelance because you come in, you do a bunch of work and then you kind of, kind of like take that work and you just use, you know, generate more work off of that original work. But like right. there's the creativity has like a, has a, there's a burst right uh, at the beginning or logos, right? If you're a logo designer, you're probably not mm -hmm. going to work full time for a company. You're going to go freelance and work, you know, do logos every year for a company, you know, a year or something. And so like, what if engineering is like that too, right? Where you're like, oh, you need a mobile app, right? And if you think about the, the, the people who I think are the best and are the most successful, they, they do work like this already, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really just, it's like the best logo designers do work like this. They just do it because they start a company and then they have an agency that does this, right? And so right. it's just kind of like, what if that model just applies to more people? And instead of like only the the sort of people who are, you know, super famous and successful, like Kanye West yeah. level, it, it's it's the software has made it so that anyone can do it, right? Just like, for yeah. example, like, I love Square. And I always use the example of like Square basically took what Starbucks was always able to do because yep. they have lots of money and resources and just gave it to everybody else. Right. Yep. And so Flexile, I don't think is that novel. Like, you know, for example, like anyone can hire Cooley to do consulting agreements and equity for per hour. It just costs a hundred grand, you know? Yeah. Um, and so we'll do it once and then we'll, you know, build it into the product and then it's free basically, right. For everybody else. Um, and, and just like your friend, like in, in the Slack group, et cetera, like it should be free. Like they should be able to sign up and set up with yep. all these rules and, and only if, and when it works, if, and only if it works, then you commit right. and you right. start paying and you kind of keep going. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I think there's, there's just so many 
good small small being relative like you know on the gumroad scale of like several million in revenue that do really well and you could have a lot of equity in a bunch of those and like your hit rate could be like greater than 25 50% whereas with a startup you're like far fewer than 1% yeah exactly and- like i think i think yeah it's like you you know you we would ask all these startups to like connect their stripe accounts or whatever right and just yeah. you should say hey like you know i want to i want to work at companies that are doing a million a year in revenue and it's like and and use you know ruby as part of their stack or rails as part of their stack or react and it's like oh these are like 18 companies that are doing more than a million arr you know verified um like yeah you're 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 almost guaranteed you know like it's yeah. not a, it's not a lottery ticket at all right For like sure. Like even when I did the crowdfunding around for Gumroad, it's like, yeah, I mean, we're we're profitable. We're doing ten million in revenue. Like we're not, we're at that time eight and a half, and yeah, I mean, like what's going to happen, right? Like right. what? How does this go to zero? You know? Yeah. So yeah, the, 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 it's closer it, to like Coca Cola dividends than yeah. And then that's the thing is like when when people are doing the math on all these other uh, you know on on startups, like you're assuming ninety percent goes to zero, mm-hmm. right? But when you have when you're filtering on startups, so for example, that are all post product market fit, like Flexile, I think will be either for like pre product market fit, like these super super early, mm-hmm. or you know th- basically companies that are profitable and are looking to like figure out a sustainable way of working on in, in an ongoing way and, and build equity into it and things like that, you know. And and then yeah, it's, it, you're gonna it's a completely different equation where you could literally go from one company to another and effectively guarantee that sort of dividend structure. Right. Right. Um, like you could go to, for example, a bunch of these, if you're a writer, you could write for a bunch of these media companies. Like I would hope to get every, and then get, you know, five or six or, you know, 10 other like morning brew and a bunch of these other media companies on board. And then it's like, Oh, cool. Now you have easy access to, you know, these, these six or seven companies. They're all trying to hire, you know, so yeah, it'll, it'll, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think the the big thing for me and the, the lesson that I'm trying to keep remind myself of is I don't want to get too visionary about it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's fun to to get you know excited, and I'm I do get excited. Uh, that's my nature. But I, just like talking to customers and saying like what like for example, just doing the wise API key thing. You know, part of part of it is just like. I want it to be hacky. Like I want this to be a problem that people want to solve badly enough that they're like, fine, I'll go sign up for Wise and give you my API keys, you know, and help you build this thing. Um, Cause that, that to me is like the test of like, yeah, this, we, this needs to exist. People really want, yeah. want this sort of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I, I want to actually kind of change gears a little bit to kind of more of the personal side. Um, so, you know, you mentioned, I think in like another podcast or maybe a video, like, you know, obviously you want Gumroad to be profitable uh, instead of a unicorn. And it no longer felt like your quote magnum opus. Uh, you felt like you were stagnating, and like you know, Gumroad is not your entire life. So you turned to writing, drawing, hobbies. So I guess my question for you is like, why did you turn to non-business pursuits? Because um, most entrepreneurs, people who had the quote-unquote success, and I don't mean that as a jab, but like you know, you raised a bunch of money from these big names. Like most people would just run that back. They'd be like, I'm just going to try that again and do the next thing. So why did you kind of opt out of that? I- I'd love to kind of dig into your brain and like, you know, that's what most people would have done. So why are you different? Yeah. I ask myself that a lot. Um, <laughs> Cause you're, yeah. I, I mean, partly I felt like if I were doing it again, well, I would end up in the same place. Right. Which is like, mm-hmm. I did kind of succeed. And I think partly my, the blessing in disguise was like Gumroad was successful enough that I couldn't have easily done that right like maybe if i had built some social mobile app that you know wasn't making any money for anyone i could just turn it off and build something new but because like there's money like 
flowing through the system to creators, right? I was like, oh, I, I kind of have to stick with it um, to a degree. I, I also, like, I've always, I don't know, like, there's a part of me, like, that just says yes a lot, you know? And, like, maybe it's high openness or something. Mm-hmm. But I just have a tendency to, like, even though I don't know if it's the right thing, I just kind of, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I'll go along with that. As long as I, you know, again, like, preserve optionality and can always get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a tendency to just kind of say yes, because I always... You never know. Like, I feel like it's kind of like taking the, you know, the, the, the different, you know, walk to work or something, right? Like, you never know what you're going to find, like some cool new coffee shop or some cool new mural or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, yeah, I've always just been super biased towards like, if I do this again, like, what am I going to learn? Like, mm-hmm. not like I'll be better at it. You know, I'll make a lot less mistakes. I'll probably hire a lot better, faster for my existing network, except building a new one from scratch, et cetera. Um, like, certainly my odds of success would be higher. Raising money probably would do it easier at a higher valuation, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, I just think my learning, like I wouldn't have learned anything, you know, and, ba- and, and to be honest, I would have spent basically three years just getting back, you know, like, it, like just doing the things that I knew I needed to do. Like, I know I can build a product. I know I can hire, like, I know I can do all that stuff. Right. And so like, why do it again? Just, just for what, just for the unicorn, you know, just for the billion dollar. And like, I don't know, I have, I've, I have, I have, maybe I have enough exposure to that to see that like what that gets you right which yeah. is like not not much more <laughs> like it's not like you know it's like yeah you have a nice house in the mission or something right yeah. but like you're still cranking you're still working we're, we're kind of not that different you know yeah. um so i think it was it was optimizing i think for learning quite a bit um and then i think more recently honestly it's become more strategic which is like because I wrote that, I got that blog post out of it and other things where I'm just like, now I just really over-index on like, what's the thing that people are not doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because if, if if you want to be the best, it's like way easier if you're doing something that just fewer people are doing, right? Like, I, I just felt like, yeah, I could, I could build a $10 billion company in Silicon Valley and no one would even care, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even if you do succeed at the unicorn, it doesn't even, like, who yeah. cares, right? There's a lot of unicorns now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And so for me, it was like, well, what do I, like, what can I do? Like, can I contribute something? And like mm-hmm. reflecting on my fear to build a million dollar company was like a, con- like, I felt like I was adding something mm-hmm. new. I like, I, I was able to say something that hadn't been said before. Kind of like when you read a Paul Graham essay and you're like, damn, yeah, that was great. And like, that's almost more valuable than a startup because like, that's going to influence all of these other people who are building startups. Right. right. Um, and so I think that probably gave me like a sense of like, oh, wow, my impact can be different, you know, if I can like reframe it, like I still run Gumroad, but like I can, I can take all these learnings, share them with the world and actually like create more value for the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't capture it. you right. And part of what I talk about in that essay is like the difference between creating value and capturing value and, and like Gumroad created a lot of value, but failed to capture a billion dollars worth of it. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. You know, like, I think, I, I think I was obsessed with especially when you're super young and and like you know like maybe like feel like an outsider you want to prove yourself right you want evidence that you're good you know for yourself for for whoever and in startups that might be building a billion dollar company or having a certain number of employees or raising a, a certain amount of capital and i think just if you can get that level of self esteem <laughs> yeah just Without that, then you don't need those other things, right? And I think I got just got to a place of maturity and said, look, I built something. I did something difficult. I did something hard. And even if it went to zero, I still did something difficult. And right. like, 
building a billion dollar. And I'm not saying I'm completely satisfied with myself and I have no self-esteem issues and all that kind of stuff. Sure. But I'm pretty confident that a billion dollar company is not going to solve them. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think, I think the, the work is, uh, is inner work and like, it's not really like this, this weird social abstraction of a billion dollar company is going to just, you know, plug that hole. And it's like, I'm complete. No, I can see it. And I, I kind of get a sense that I will probably want a $10 billion company. Or I'll want a hundred billion dollar company, or I'll try to, you know, get a, you know, become CEO of Twitter or like something more sexy or interesting. Like I just think when you when you start playing that game, you, there's always someone ahead of you. There's always yeah. there's it's always hard to get next. off the treadmill. And so for me, I'm like, well, let me just find a new treadmill, right? Like let me go. <laughs> let yeah. me, I'm 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 not saying I'm absolved of the treadmills, uh, sure. right? But maybe I can like learn how to draw really well and like that can be a game and a treadmill and you know uh and then i can like paint or i can like write um or i can figure out this equity piece and there are like these different treadmills but i'm you know i'm starting from like the bottom you know and it's different and i'm having fun and like it's not about making money and i think that's the other thing for me is like i just i felt like when i look at what i've done the, the things I'm most proud of, I did, I frankly was not motivated by money. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I do find that I'm more motivated by money now than I was before because I don't know, I'm older. Or I plan to have kids or I don't, I don't know, or, or I have more money. So I'm now just measuring myself based on that or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, when I look at, you know, building the first prototype of Gumroad or writing that blog post or like the things that I've, you know, or have tweeted or, or I did them because I felt like I needed to, right. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I was the right person to build this thing. And I was excited about it and I had fun and I wasn't trying to sell this or get customers or raise money. And I find that when I do try to do that, when I'm like, oh, I'm going to build an AI thing and make it profitable and sell it to things, like it, it often doesn't work. And then I feel bad. And I'm like, wait, am I worse at building stuff than I was when I was 18? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, it's just like statistics, you know, <laughs> right. probabilities. And, you know, that's the other thing I think is really important is, you know, it's sort of the fooled by randomness thing, but like success is lucky, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and failure is, is, is sort of, is a statistical probability too. And so just never over index on anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just like, a, you know, a career or a startup or an identity label, right? Like, yeah. I think you always want to make sure that you're like, you know, maximum 33% in one bucket sort of thing. Right. Um, yeah. And when you do that, then you, you know, one of those things can, can have a bad year and you still have two other things that are, that are making you satisfied, right? Like you have yeah. a family or a hobby or a sport or a, or, or some personal growth. But yeah, I think, I think, I don't think I'll ever get to a place where I'm like completely, you know, just like over indexed on one thing. Yeah. Um, per- personally, I, I, there are people who, who love it, you know, like you, you they, it's like all they do and they love it. And they, you know, but I just find that like, I don't know, for me personally, like I just need more, I need more multidimensionality. And I always find that like I, I, the amount of stuff you learn from painting or drawing or anything that you can yeah. apply back to startups or business or entrepreneurship, leadership, whatever is it's infinite, you know, yeah. like it's all, it's all the same stuff. Like we're all, you're kind of like, I feel like I'm learning the same thing mm-hmm. in just a different context, you know? For sure. Well, Sal, this has been fantastic. I, I respect all that. I feel like Fun. you came to a lot of these things earlier than, than many other people would. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you know, I always say, you know, it's like the, 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 and I remind the team, like we're on the bleeding edge, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, that means we bleed sometimes Mm -hmm. right like there's there's a reason that we're here and other people aren't here Uh, and it's not because we're better or smarter it's Mm -hmm. just because like we're more willing to bleed you know Um, like we want this more we're willing to try it um and then you know we'll get 
a little bit more credit maybe, you know, because if we pull it off or, or, or whatever, but, uh, yeah. Definitely. Well, thank you again. You know, you're one of the foremost like doers in the part-time space. And I, I appreciate that you have very original kind of thoughts and, and, you know, I've learned from reading your posts. So I'm really grateful for that. Um, so as we close, like anything you want to plug or uh, something you didn't kind of get to say? Yeah. I mean, if people are curious about Flexile, I know I didn't say too much about it directly because we're still working on it. Um, yeah. But you can, we have a landing page up. So if you want to sign up, it's flexile.com, Flexile. Mm -hmm. It's an English word means pliant. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we, we want to start onboarding people on the wait list in December is the goal right after cool. Thanksgiving. We'll probably start. My, my email's in there. Make sure it gets towards oh, the Oh yeah, top, it is. So. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you'll definitely, you'll definitely get one. Get, get an email from me soon. Fantastic. Well, this awesome. has been awesome. Thanks, Sal. You're welcome. Thanks. Thanks so much.